life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Thank you, everyone, for joining me for this week's recap. Obviously, I can't even begin to say this without saying a very heart, heartwarming thank you to my dear friend, Lisa Nichols, for allowing me to share our time together. And that's honestly what I feel like it was. We, we just had catch-up time, and it was much needed, <laughs> as you guys could hear. And I thank you, listening audience, for allowing us to to have just some catch-up time in front of a live audience. You know, I understand that it wasn't uh, the typical testimony in the sense in which we've done them in the past. But um, at the same time, we did get a chance to hear how God works in people's lives, which is really what this is all about. So I'm just so very grateful. Lisa um, is truly one of the busiest people I know. And for her to take the time to drop everything and take the time um, just to answer some questions for me. That's really how the whole thing came about. Uh, We didn't start out trying to do a testimony or anything. It was just friend to friend reaching out saying, hey, I'm, I'm doing something I've never done before and I need some direction. Give me some wisdom and some insight. And just the fact that she was willing to stop everything and say, hey, my sissy is back in my life. I'm stopping everything. Um, uh, that that was amazing. It was very heartwarming for me. And as you can hear, the, the interview was a year ago. Um, but, you know, I, it, I like to try to protect the privacy of my friends, especially my friends that are in quote unquote high places. So, I just held on to it for the longest time until she said, "Uh, excuse me, (laughs) are you going to use that? Are you going to use any of that to help promote your book? And I thought, I don't know if that's good or bad. And, you know, hey, she called me out on it. (laughs) And that's why I became last week's testimony. So she challenged me. I got discipled on it and I repented and put it out. So Thank you guys for listening in. Thank you for spending that time with me. And obviously, thank you for reaching out and sharing just how it moved and motivated you. I mean, it's impossible. Just let's get real. It's impossible (laughs) to listen to Elisa and not be moved, right? Not be moved, not to be convicted, deeply convicted. And um, it, it was just powerful. And you can find her interviews, they're all over. So all you have to do is just Google Lisa Nichols and you can always find something on her. So it's not like, wow, BJ put out something different from the rest. Um, I just simply spoke to my friend. And some of the comments, let's just kind of go in, dive in, as we always do, about some of the comments that you guys reach back out with, things that really convicted you. Um... She said so many times, kind of over and over again, I was willing to inconvenience my life for the sake of my dream. And that's huge. Honestly, we think about it. We all have dreams, you know, 
We have dreams, we have desires for our lives. But in order to reach those dreams, it's going to take inconveniencing our lives. And so often we get stuck there. Well, ah, if I do that, then I won't be able to do this. And I just love, and obviously I know all of her life stories, but I love the fact that she did. She stopped doing hair. She stopped doing nails. She stopped buying shoes. All those things that Lisa loved. (laughs) Because my relationship with Lisa was back during that time of struggle. You guys know Lisa Nichols as quote-unquote Lisa Nichols. But as you can hear from our interview, I knew Lisa when there was nothing. When she was trying desperately to figure out that dream that she was trying to fund. When she was living in that small apartment with the towel underneath the door. (laughs) You know, so she was truly willing to inconvenience herself for the sake of creating a better life for herself and her child. In that, she had a dream. But she even allowed inconveniencing her life and her son's life to take place in order to fund that dream, in order to make that dream a possibility. Not just a reality, but a possibility. And I wonder how often we don't even give our dreams an opportunity to flourish. We discard them. We, we talk about everything, every reason why they won't work, all the obstacles in the way. Long before we even put ourselves out there. And with Lisa, she was willing to just dive in. I think, honestly, she reached a point, and I think we all have to reach that point of, what do I have to lose? I have a baby with a towel wrapped around his bottom because I can't afford diapers. What do I have to lose? And I wonder how many of us ever allow ourselves to reach that point. You know, we've all heard, you know, hitting rock bottom. But everybody's rock bottom is different. And so often we think we've hit rock bottom. But what we've hit is uncomfortability. And that's the inconvenience she was talking about. She was willing to let her life get uncomfortable. She was willing to eat Top Ramen every day because, not because I love Top Ramen, but because I don't have a choice but Top Ramen. She was willing to do whatever she had to do and work out of that closet because she didn't have other options. I think we live in a world, we live in a space right now where we assume, we expect, and therefore we demand that we have better options for our lives. And because of that, we never really quite hit bottom because we protect ourselves from bottom. But honestly, guys, it is in that struggle, it is in that scraping 
where you find yourself, where you discover, what am I made of? When she said, you know what, hey, I, I woke up this morning, I, I like myself, so your opinion doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Your opinion is extra. We have given over our power to other people. If someone doesn't like how my hair is, I change my hair. Someone doesn't like my clothes, I change my clothes. Who gave them permission in my life to determine what works for me and what does not work for me? We've given them permission to make that determination. That is the strength of Lisa is that she scraped bottom, she got up, dusted herself off, and kept moving. People talked about her, people laughed at her. I'm assuming no one did this in front of me, but that's how we are. (laughs) But yes, she had a vision, she had a dream, and she kept on pressing. Are you still pressing forward? Are you cowering? Giving in? Because it's become uncomfortable. It's become inconvenient. When she talked about your brain is there to protect you. I mean, she had so many gems. Just, ah, I might as well just replay the thing. I can't even do it service. But when she talked about your brain is there to protect you. So it's always going to call you back from the edge. We know that's true. Any of us that's real with ourselves, you go, oh yeah, we know that's true. She said, so you have to choose to live between your brain and your heart. Because if it's only your brain, then you're never going to do it. You're going to get to the end. You're going to get to the edge. And you're going to say, if I step over, I'm going to fall and hurt myself. Or I've seen someone else do it and they didn't recover. For, we, Our brain will tell us. It'll rationalize and reason why not. But your soul, your heart is yearning to soar, to fly. We know that intellectually, but we never push beyond what's in our heads. She said, guys, I am not extraordinary, so I won't let you get away with that. I'm just an ordinary woman making an an extraordinary decision every day. That's convicting for every one of us. Guys, what I love about Lisa, and it's really true, she is not extraordinary. And she knows she's not extraordinary. She knows that she is simply a struggling single mom on wick, trying to buy diapers for her baby who chose to get up today and make a different decision. How many of us, I'm just a single mom. I'm just a struggling actor. 
I'm just stay and we can fill in the blanks. And that becomes our excuse not to do something as opposed to our motivation to do something. I really hope and pray that this moved us on so many levels. Like I said, Lisa is so convicting. It, it really, if you are not moved by that, it, it concerns me. <laughs> You've got to go, what is wrong with me if that does not move me? But if you happen to be one of those rare ones, and maybe you are, <laughs> you're not moved by that. What many of you expressed in your comments was that you were moved by our friendship. If you're not moved by what God has already done in her life and where he has her, I pray that you're moved by the fact that God uses everyday people in the lives of other everyday people to get his job done. My relationship with Lisa is just a normal, everyday, friend-to-friend, heart-to-heart relationship. We challenged each other. We call each other higher. We love each other. We expect great things from each other. We push each other. And God used that at a time, as she herself would say, she has given up hope. She had lost her way. God used a nobody, me, (laughs) in the life of another nobody, Lisa, to make somebody. Is that amazing or what? That gives me chills. Not because I experience it, but because that is who our God is. He's not looking for who has a superstar title. He's looking for hearts that are willing to do the work that he wants done. He wanted work done on Lisa because he was trying to take her to another level that she could not get to if she was still stuck in all of her old stuff. And I am grateful that he chose me to be one of the tools that he used to help her get unstuck, to help her get to where she needed to be so that he could use her to touch millions. Guys, God's hand is at work even when we don't see it, even we don't know it. You don't know whose life you're passing through. Be the best God ambassador you can be because you never know when it may come back around. I was moved, and I know Lisa loves me. She didn't have to say that, but I was moved 
to hear her say, BJ, you don't understand. I'm able to stand because of you being in my life. That's the hand of God. And then God swoops around, guys. Sometimes as servants of Christ, we can get exhausted. I've been there. You you reach a point of you going, God, I have nothing else to give. But look at what God has done. He said, BJ, I need you right now to feed into her. And then here we are almost 20 years later. He's saying, Lisa, I need you now to feed into BJ. What goes around comes around. I had no idea 20 years ago (laughs) that I was going to write a book. I knew Lisa was in the process of writing a book and I was helping Lisa do her thing. And when she put me in the book, we all laughed about it. We thought, oh, that's that's so cool. That's so funny. Who knew 20 years later, I would need to know how do I do a book? Where do I turn to even begin the process of writing a book? And God said, call Lisa. If I had not done what God had called me to do 20 years earlier, I would not have been in position to just pick up my phone and call Lisa and have her, as she says, drop everything, even in the midst of quarantine, (laughs) and say, BJ's calling. If BJ's calling, I'm there. Guys, God is at work. Always. Always. I love when she said, you know what Margaret said? You, she finally gets to see you grown up. <laughs> Today I get to see Lisa. Grown up. I had her as a baby. Kicking and screaming throwing tantrums, lost and waddling (laughs) in her own garbage. God used me to do what I needed to do in that moment, and then he moved her on. But I got a chance this week to see her all grown up. That melts my heart. I pray that you will have the opportunity to pour into someone's life deeply, unconditionally. I didn't pour into Lisa's life because of what I thought she might become. I poured into Lisa's life because here was a young girl lost angry, frightened because she could not reach God because of all the stuff that had been tossed in the way. All I did was clear the way. 
I just cleared the way. I took away men's opinions, people's opinions, church sayings, all these things that we, we, we cripple each other with stupid, stupid religiosity. And she was frustrated with religiosity. And God used me to show his face. Guys, God is trying to use you. I promise you. As the steward of someone else's relationship with him. Be vigilant. Be sincere. Be hungry. Not to make a difference in their lives. But be hungry to do the work that God has called you to. God would do the rest. He always does. I'm thankful that whatever deed, every good deed, God sees it. He knows the beginning, the middle, and the end. The book that I did not know I would be writing, God knew. (laughs) The help and the direction that I did not know I was going to need, God knew. The person that I was going to need to point me into the right direction, God knew. Lisa was actually able to say, these people are going to publish this book because I'm going to say, this is my sister and I need you to do for her what you would do for me. That was huge. That opened a door that unless you write, I guess you, you, you cannot even begin to understand the door that that opened. And then to say, if you'd have me, I'd like to write the foreword to your book. <laughs> I was like, again, unless you write, you have no idea the door that that opened for me. God is always present. He's at work. He's opening doors. He's moving mountains. He's doing things that our little pea brains cannot even begin to comprehend. But he's doing it. One servant act at a time. Who are you serving? Who are you pouring into? Who are you being the Christ ambassador to? that unbeknownst to you may be your lifesaver 20 years down the road. Guys, again, thank you. Thank you for letting us have that time together live on, on, on mic. <laughs> thank you for letting me connect with a friend. Thank you for seeing beyond the name and the accolades and seeing the hand of God. That is who we serve. That is who we are walking with. 
Don't ever lose sight that our God is truly amazing. I love you guys. Thank you for being with me as always. Until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this week, guys. I hope you have been enlightened and encouraged. Please join me next week for a whole new testimony. And before we say goodbye, I want to say thank you to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Check out my new book, Rebound, Staging a Spiritual Comeback. You can find that on Amazon. And please leave me any comments on my website, enoughasyouare.com. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. Until next week. Be on the lookout for the hand of God.